0: Aren't you glad Ohio State lost last night? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got to take care of a few priorities. How many of you know this guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, my friend and uh, the guy that came ahead of me and a guy I talk with a couple times a month, uh, Richard Markley, Dr. Richard Markley. Uh, is gracing us with his presence for a while today and uh, he serves in a church in uh, North Carolina in a uh, military town and uh, so tell us how you're doing yeah man we're here doing great we're in Fayetteville Fort
1: Bragg area and uh, literally in the shadows of uh, the largest army installation
0: and uh, having an absolute blast it's hard work but it's a lot of fun yeah yeah Uh, I I get to keep up with your church. I see a lot of great things happening. So I wanted to take a minute and say thank you. Uh, Before you left here, you left us with this building and the the facilities over there and the property in the back and $8.2 million worth of debt. Thanks so much. (laughs) Yeah. Anything I can do to help. But, you know. Well, it's down to 4.5. You can write a check. I'm proud of you. I have. Um, You know, it's. There's no way around that, is it? No, there isn't. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I tell you what, I
1: like what you've done with the place. I feel like some old guy coming back and seeing things. And well, you are some old guy. Yeah, I know. But it is incredible. I mean, it looks good, signage, the whole vibe and feel, and just a lot of emotions today uh, seeing you and
0: really, Chuck, seeing what you've done. You're an incredible leader. I you've would doubt that, job. but I will you tell know, you, you really this love. church, uh, this church constantly shocks me in three ways. It shocks me in the fact that you guys put up with me. Thank you. Secondly, that uh, there is never a week that goes by that in some shape or fashion, somebody comes to know Christ. Uh, and I was talking at the 830, uh crowd this morning, uh, years ago before me or you, folks started uh, Sugar Hill Baptist Church right. across the street. And then uh, when it burned down, folks had the foresight before, I guess you were in Florida about that time. And um, uh, they had the foresight to have already purchased this property and build the chapel, probably imagining that that's probably all the space we might need. And then when I think about uh, the 10 years you were here, and now I've been able to be here seven years. And I got to tell you, Richard, there are so many things around here that have your fingerprint on them I just want to say thank you and thank y'all what would we I don't know where we to put people if we didn't have this space yeah, you know I remember uh, my first
1: day in the chapel 279 people 2.1 million in debt bless the, the Lord you know I'll encourage you by the way uh, that's a lot less than you left me yeah <laughs> I know I'm just trying to help and then when we did this you know the children's building and then this we, we had a dream and we had a vision and you guys are fulfilling it and Chuck, I mean, seriously, when I follow you and, and learn from you, and uh, you have taken this church so much further than I could, and I I'm learning, and I'm a better leader today and a better pastor because of my relationship with you. That is one of the greatest I'm, suck I'm up lines of all, of all no, time, right true. there, man. That's a winner. True.
0: So uh, here's what here's what I'd love for you to do. We're in this campaign. Imagine zero and imagine more. Mm-hmm. And that campaign, I mean that. Uh, that debt really is down to four and a half million. And so, what we're praying is that the property that you were able to acquire behind us, there's 22 acres, and we're looking to move 19 of them. Uh, and we really do believe we'll clear uh, two million and some change to put a, a board that, that debt load, getting it to two and a half million, which would allow us then to go into a campaign, Imagine Zero, which is can we imagine zero debt? Uh, which would be a new feeling for, I think, most everybody oh, in right. the room, uh, including in your own household. Yeah. But uh, then could you look past that? When you think about designated funds right now and what we spend on a mortgage payment, uh, it's, it's almost $40,000 a month. And imagine what ministry and mission could happen when we do that. Like I've told you about our PATH project. Imagine doing five of those instead of one. Right. Uh, we pack 300 backpacks for hungry families every Friday. Imagine doing 600. And I could just go on and on. And uh, so would you be so kind, Richard, just pray over us. And uh, then, I, then Bobby's going to come out take your place. And uh, we'll we're going to talk through a little bit of Scripture.
1: I want to encourage you to live generously. You know, and, and one, of, one of the things we say in our church is uh, we want to be about generous living, not just ordinary giving. And uh, we just finished a campaign in our church. And one of our guys came up and said, you know, Pastor, I so believe in the vision. I want to be a part of the solution. He literally traded in one of his hobbies, which was he collected old cars and yeah, so forth, yeah. and, uh, and brought a $50,000 check just to say, this is more eternal than wow. my hobby is. Does he have a brother that lives <laughs> here? <laughs> and, um, I, but it takes all of us, you know, yeah. from the widow's yeah, mind, to really people does. who God's blessed us with yeah. more. And so uh, let's pray together. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in you and through you uh, in the days to come. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. God, thank you for Chuck and his leadership. Thank you for Sugar Hill Church. God, I pray that you would move in power today, Lord, as we imagine, and imagine zero, and all the impact that you have for this church still to come. This is our moment together. And, Lord, I pray that you'd use it for your honor and glory. It's in Jesus'
0: name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Man, he got skinny when he went to North Carolina. That's awesome.
2: And he's got some hip socks on, too. I don't know if you saw those. Oh, I didn't. Do you he have cool socks on? Yeah, them? yeah very cool socks. He turned
0: into a hipster preacher. Yep. Next. He's hey, Bobby. Be yeah. A scarf. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kidding with uh, Zach how hipster his baby's going to be. This could be awesome. I can't wait. We're going to have, have so a deep V neck yeah, a V-neck. scarf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe hair on his chest out of birth. That'd be awesome. Uh, Karen's praying against you gross. right now. That was gross. I need to yeah. leave that alone. Hey, I'm so glad you guys are here. Thanks for coming. Uh, y'all know Bobby. Who is uh, uh, one of our pastors, a right-hand guy, and I? You know me. I'm Chuck. If you're new around here, uh, be sure to grab one of those cards in the seat back in front of you and just fill it in. We'd love to know you are here, and promise you we won't come knock on your door. Uh, we'll let you. We won't mess up your ball game time. Uh, you told me a story earlier this week yeah. that related specifically to what we're trying to do in Imagine Zero. T- tell our folks about
2: it. Even in what Richard just said, just that idea of living generously is a big deal. Yeah. And um, I don't know if y'all have ever been in that moment where you wish you could do more for somebody. And I'm not just talking about in a church context, but just in everyday life where there's some need that you see and you're yeah. like, man, I, I, I wanna give to that need and I, I wish I could give more to that need. Yeah. And one of those things happened for me um, a few months ago, a friend from home where I grew up in Mississippi, uh, went to high school with, is part of our extended family, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And um, honestly, all all the initial reports looked like it was, you know, a better kind of diagnosis that you could get if you're going to have to walk through that. Of course, our hearts are broken over the the diagnosis, but over time now, it's gotten worse. Mm. And uh, it's just mind-boggling when you log on to Facebook and you see friends post this thing saying, this person you grew up with, this person that's part of your extended family, they're they're now having to take time off work they're going through this long journey can you give and man it was in that moment that i was like man i want to give something and then that number i came up with is i wish i could
0: do more i wish i could yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i see i see that in the faces of people here week after week when we talk about a need or we talk about an opportunity to care for families you can almost see visually on your face man i wish i could and then I, I think this uh, craziness about the lottery right now, yep. every person I know has created a list, at least in their mind, of how they would spend the money. How many of you have done that already? In your mind, you've at least created a list. Yeah, yeah. How many of you have actually bought a ticket? How many of you would, don't want to admit it because you're sitting in church? Okay, got it. If they bought a ticket and win, would you accept that as a tithe? Hold on. Yes. So, <laughs> Don't you need to pray about that? I did. Okay. Yes. So... I'm not telling you to buy lottery tickets, but should you win? <laughs>
2: I hope we're not recording this. I know it. I know. We're Let's, streaming. Get me out of this somehow. Well, the thing is, uh, I think at a personal level, we've all been there, right? Where yeah. we've known of a need. We're like, man, I wish I could help meet a need. I wish I could do even more than that. And just to be honest, we feel that as a church, that if you were to zoom out a little bit, as a church, there's so many things that we're privileged to get to be part of. I mean, we see people come to faith every single week. We see the impact that's happening in our community because of what you guys do. We see even what's going on around the world. And honestly, man, there are moments where there are opportunities that come across our our desk almost every single week, if not every single week. And we're in that position as as a church that says, man, we wish we could do even more. And so part of this imagine more, imagine zero, imagine more idea is to say, it's not just about getting to zero, it's about saying, could we say yes to even more opportunities Mm -hmm. instead of allowing cash flow to be the first deciding factor as to if we say yes to something, could it be that we would say, God, is this your heartbeat? Because one of the things I love about your leadership is to say, hey, we've never been about having the biggest building we've never been about having the slickest marketing and all that kind of stuff but we really do want to be known as a church that has a really big heart.
0: Yeah, and I th- I really believe you guys have done that. Mm-hmm. I I we will never be probably the never biggest church in this community, but to be but to be the the church with the biggest heart, I think uh it models what Jesus taught us that he was all about. He came to seek and to save Yep. that which was lost which we talked yep. about last week but we we also see in john 3 1 this is one of my favorite texts to look at what, how does it apply in our world today let's yep. go to this text see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of god you know i get i get excited that every morning there are folks here and watching online and folks that are in groups right now or meeting through the week that intentionally are able to recognize that all that they do and all that they're about is to recognize they are image bearers of the most high God. Yeah. This sense that I don't come to church because I'm a Christian, I, I come to church to fuel up, to go out there and be a Christian in that world, that I, that I want to make sure that when I leave here, I feel a little more like Christ because I understand his word a bit more. I I want to sink into that word uh, because I think everything about this campaign, Bobby, comes down to this one thing. When you read that text again, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. The very first statement there begs us one question, are we grateful for what we have? Mm. Because if we're grateful for what we have, all we have is gonna always be enough. And then the second part of it is that we should be called children of God. I've heard you preach this and say this. You cannot be living in the image of God without seeking the direction to act more like God. Well, the scriptures in the most famous Bible verse of all time get us to today's topic, which is for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave.
1: gave.
0: This is what Imagine Zero is about. That we join God in his already existing mission. Hmm. Uh, I love it when uh, we go over to PATH Project. What I love about it is that God was already at work and we got to join in. Yeah. I love the fact that, that kids in school needed to take food home on the weekends, yeah. God was already at work, we got to join in. Yeah. I, this, this concept of Imagine Zero and Imagine More to me is about do we believe with all of our heart that God is indeed our Heavenly Father? and that he has already poured out his greatest riches that we might use to join him in his work. That's so good. Yeah. Rumor has
2: it you've got grandkids in town.
0: Man, I got, I got three grandsons in town. I am so tired. There's a reason all these parents up here were young. Yeah. You know what the great thing is? At about two o'clock this afternoon, you know what happens? Here, here, here. <laughs> yeah but i will be here for man church tonight i'm
2: excited about that so my guess is there's a lot of laughing going on this week yeah a lot yeah. of smiling going on a lot on of here. smiling going on i can't help but to think as we think about imagine zero that whenever we give one of the things that happens is just like you smile when grandkids are around yeah. or kids are around yeah that whenever we join in path project or when we join into backpacks that god smiles on that because it's something that he cares about
0: i i so believe that i there's a uh, a video we'll show you someday but my youngest grandson is named Bowman right so I just call him Bo and uh drive his mom crazy when I do that which I love and um and so Bowman is sitting on the back porch eating pizza last night right so Jenny has her video going and she says Book, because this kid eats like nobody's business uh and he looks just like me it's scary and uh so he's eating pizza pretty fast he's got a mouthful of chipmunk cheeks you know and uh she says I think someday you're gonna win the hot dog eating contest and remember now I mean he's just about to and he looked at her and said yes and I thought to myself this kid's already figured it out I I really can do just about anything (laughs) including I can be grateful for what I have so that I might could do more yeah yeah that's it grandkids there's a lesson everywhere you turn around including man I am too fat and too old (laughs) yeah uh, so Ridiculous. we want to throw you through a, a, take you through a few points that I think are big in regard to Imagine Zero. The first one being, when you give, I believe you make God smile. You get to see the Heavenly Father just yeah. thrilled with what's, what's happening. And I, in the middle of that, I think there are a lot of us, including me, by the way, that grew up in a church that I never saw God smiling. I always saw God angry. Yeah. Angry at me. Angry at what I didn't do, angry about what I did do. And, and through most of my life, I was scared to death of God. I was pretty sure, man, that, that He was going to plunk me and I was going to be done. But when I began to hear that God's purpose is about people, therefore, our purpose is to be about people. And it's evidence in what we do, what we speak, where we go, and how we spend and invest our money. Uh, I heard an old preacher one time, I think it was Dr. Adrian Rogers at the Great Church in Bellevue. He said, if you want me to tell you how much you love the Lord, give me two things. Show me your calendar and show me your checkbook. And, you know, he said, inevitably, we'll see. Do you believe that you can see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God? One of my favorite days here, uh, the Franzens were up here with a dedication and their little girl, uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago. I think it was this Sunday, actually a year ago maybe. Uh, The offering came by, and you know this is that time that we talk money. And around here we're not afraid to. We just talk about it. So uh, the offering plate came by the basket, and she had a dum-dum lollipop in each hand, which was bribery for being nice during church. For all of you that don't have children yet, you're thinking, I will never do that. Yes, you will.
2: You will feed them
0: Benadryl to get through a worship service, right? (laughs) And so the offering basket came by, and she dropped both lollipops in right? So, I find out that that's happened. So, the next Sunday, I bought two massive bags of dum-dums. And she came up here at 9.30 and I I was bragging on her and her smile's real, you know, and I give her that big bag of dum-dums. And she just walks off like, okay, whatever, you know. But now at 11, when I asked her up to do the same thing, she ran with a smile on her face because you know what she thought? Dum-dums! She knew that the Lord had blessed her in that weirdest kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder at times, how many times do we bootleg a blessing because we stopped and wondered, is he, is he really caring for me? Is God truly my father? Do I really claim the first couple of statements in Psalm 23 that the Lord truly is my shepherd? And with him, I really don't have to want for anything. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty fascinating. If, if, if giving makes God smile, just like a father smiles when a child is obedient i can't even imagine how the lord looks at us when we sacrificially give and he says that's my kid way to go I, i i would ask you don't miss that if you aren't certain how to make god smile
2: listen to my friend bobby mcgraw yeah i think uh you know whenever we give a lot of things happening Right? God smiles. A second thing that I think really happens whenever we give is we end up fulfilling the purpose we were designed for, right? We get to live out the purpose that God created us for. Yeah. Now, most of y'all know I grew up in Mississippi, which is, by the way, why I talk a little slower than Pastor Chuck. But it's you finally have running water, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yes. But uh, so uh, here's sort of my mentality. So here's my Mississippi thinking. This isn't really deep, but this is the way I think about it. It's what I call the purpose equation purpose equation? Some of y'all, I felt the oxygen leave the w- room just hearing <laughs> the word equation. Does anybody actually like equations? No. Does anybody actually like math? I remember grow- a few of you, that's crazy. Growing up, we always had word problems. you remember these? That's doubling down on a headache. Yeah. And the word problems never made any sense. No. They'd be like, if Chuck got on a train that goes five miles an hour, after he would three and a half down. hours, how many Dr. Peppers would he drink yeah. or, you know, something ridiculous. Yeah. And the teachers always say the same thing. Hey, if you don't know the answer, right. then at least show your work. Right. And so I'd be like you, I'd just start making up stuff. Chuck wouldn't tell me where he's going. Would have been rude to ask him. Why would he ride a train that only goes five miles an hour? How late? I have to put you know, up with right? every week? Every week. So <laughs> equations are so ridiculous, but here's an equation I want to give you. The purpose equation is this. A, every single one of us is created in the image of God. Yeah. Every single one of us was created in the image of God. Every single person you see, they're created in the image of God. And so there's some aspect that we get to carry the image of God with us. So A, part of the equation, we're created in the image of God. B, what we learn throughout all of scripture is that God is generous. Yeah. God is generous. Pastor Chuck already quoted from John 3, you see it throughout scripture that God is love. You read it even in Romans chapter 5 that even while we're still sinners, Christ died on the cross for our sins. So throughout scripture, we get this idea that God is a generous God. He's the first mover. He he doesn't say how little can I do? He says how much can I do? How much further can I do? So A, We're all created in the image of God, B, God's a generous God, and so the equations that you learned growing up is is if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. So in the end, you and I are created to be generous. Part of our purpose is we're hardwired to live lives not with closed fists, but to say I'm going to live life with an open hand.
0: Yeah, and it's built into our DNA by way of our Creator who gave. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we know about the Lord. When you give, folks, this, I love this, you position yourself for a blessing. Yeah. You put yourself in a position for a blessing. You know, this happens to, uh, to folks when they look long-term and they see a long view on their investments into pre- preparation for retirement. They, they begin to make investments with those funds and their expectation is that there is a return on that investment. Well, I truly believe that when we want to invest in the kingdom of God. God will, and he promises he will. matter of fact, he even says, I will put this, you can put this to the test and see if I will, that a God who cannot love us because he's perfect, he loves us completely. God, there's nothing we cannot do. There's nothing we can do. There's no place that we can go, and there's no place we cannot go that God won't Mm. open up and say, I love you, my child. You can't make God not love you. Now in the middle of that, I have found that when we love people, we help them, we pray for them, we encourage them. Now watch this, if God's purpose is all about people and we join him in our mission, mission with people, what will inevitably happen is they will get closer together because we are grateful, we will get a little closer together because we are generous, And then what happens like a hand in glove experience is this thought that Lord, we should not need to struggle because we can count on you. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Hmm. Jesus. Paul wrote that letter to a group of people at a church in a city named Philippi. And I believe there's a clear connection between our generosity and God's provision. I was talking to my buddy Morgan Hudgens a couple weeks ago and uh, I, he should probably preach a sermon hmm. on generosity. That'd be I, cool. He and Heather have handled finances in such a way that they truly believe and act out in a way that the tithe is holy unto the Lord, which is just ridiculously cool, right? But then they have figured out how do I connect God's purpose and our provision and now not be closed up, but be like this with an open hand, I look at that and I think that is exactly Hmm. the mission. In Romans chapter 8.32, listen to the text. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. We shall not want. Yeah. Isn't that
2: beautiful? Yeah. So really it's a spiritual issue, not a financial issue. Yeah, It's that long-term mentality that this isn't an expense. It really is an yeah. investment. Exactly. It goes further than we could ever imagine and accomplishes more than we ever even prayed for. Oftentimes. Yeah, especially when we recognize God
0: is a generous God that brings blessings into our life. Have you met somebody recently that would say, you know what, not my life. Hmm. He, he hasn't he has blessed my life. I mean, my neighbor got a new vet. I mean, I, I drive a 64 Ford, what's, what's up with that? And you know, at the end of the day, what I've learned is that when we insert a season of gratitude into every day of our life, when we claim, Lord, we are grateful for this, we will spend our time living and walking with him rather than looking what everybody else and competing with them. Yeah. Isn't that rich? Yeah. I mean, I look at that and I think, maybe we need to recognize that He is a generous God. He really is. And and our desire is to receive that blessing because of who He is. Yeah. Man, that's that's good. good. I love that. Some of that
2: teaching from Psalm 23 is that we are without lack. There's nothing we lack. And so another element of giving is just this perspective shift that happens. I think in so many ways in our Western culture, all this marketing is aimed right at us, right? All yeah. the marketing is designed to create this, this need, this felt yeah. need inside of us. I need more, I need that thing, I need the faster phone, I need the bigger house, I need more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, but in the end, honestly, that stuff leaves us lacking Yeah, wanting more. It's sort of like, uh, I have a shirt that says, instead of carnivore, it says carbivore. I, I don't wanna carbivore. talk about that. So the moment I start eating carbs, it's like this monster awakens inside of me oh, where I never finish a pizza and say, man, that, that was just plenty. No, I'm always like, we I want more. And we last night on. we were living on the edge. We went to this little hole-in-the-wall uh, hibachi place yeah. on Beaufort Dam. And there's this giant plate of fried rice, filet mignon. But my favorite part is they leave a whole squeeze bottle of yum-yum sauce yeah. on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never said, oh, I just want a little bit. I always want more. I'm like slathering it on there. So I eat like five pounds worth of food. I get home. I'm like, I want more. I want more. And that's the way selfish kind of ambitions are is they leave us lacking. They leave us wanting more. But whenever we give, there's this perspective shift. Let me give you a couple of examples. One is Aaron and Sarah Aliaga just got back from leading a team last month to Eleuthera in the Caribbean to say, hey, we're going to serve these underserved teenagers, and we're gonna be part of this mission. And it's super powerful. Or uh, Sabrina and Jeff Buzer in just a couple of weeks, they're leading our team of nine folks to go to Kenya. And there's something about when you leave our environment and you go to a place like that, and you begin to see that there are real needs out there. I mean, a, a couple of years ago, we went with Jeff and Sabrina for the first time to Kenya. And when we got back, I never heard them say one time, man, I wish we hadn't have raised all that money to go on a mission trip. I've never heard anybody say, man, I wish I hadn't have taken the time off. To What I have heard on so many of these trips is people come back saying things like it was a life change. Changed my life. Uh, I want to go back. But uh, it did change their perspective,
0: right? I mean, it, absolutely. I think our mind has changed when we see how much we have and the role that the Lord has called us to to give, yep. you know, to, to, who, to who much they
2: have. They, much more is requested, required. It, it reminds me of the whole idea of God talking to Abraham. Yeah. God says to Abraham, I have blessed you to in turn be a blessing. Yeah. And when you look at the stats, it would be easy to listen to all the marketing and to think, man, I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more. But when you look at the stats, we're wealthy people. Yeah. We've got clean running water. We, 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 uh, we could go through all of these mind-boggling stats of how good we have it. And I guess at the end of the day, what I'm reminded of is that God's not surprised by that. Yeah. God's not shocked. God doesn't look down and say, you've got so much and the rest of the, rest of the world has so little. God doesn't look down and say, I, I can't believe that happened. What I think God does is he looks down and says, no, I've blessed you not to yeah. close your hands yeah. and hold on to it, but I've blessed you to in turn to be a blessing, to extend God's love in yeah. tangible ways.
0: Well, it's like, just like the parable of the talents. Uh, you know, Jesus tells this story where he gives one guy a lot to invest. He's going away and then the second guy is given some but then he, the master is going away and then the third got a little. And when the master comes back, the first guy has done an enormously good job in investing and it gives back to the master so much more. Yeah. And the middle one, a little bit more. And the last guy though he, he took what was given to him and he kind of dug a hole in the backyard and buried it. And this, this haunts me when, when I think about what we are called to do in this community and beyond. I, I don't ever want us to put it in the backyard. Yeah. I don't want to bury it. Yeah. Uh, because Jesus looked at that guy and said, you are wicked, lazy, hmm. and I want you to get away from me. Hmm. <clears throat> All of it measured through the lens of giving. Yeah. So I think when we give, we also partner with God through his church. Excuse me a minute.
2: It's that whole idea uh, Henry Blackaby sort of crystallized it in his study, Experiencing God, where he said, our job isn't to dream up these new ideas, but our job is to see where God is already at work around us, that God is already at work. And that's what I love about the, the heritage of this church is that God mm-hmm. has been at work through people within this church for over 130 years. Yeah. And so our job isn't necessarily to create something new. It's to say, God, where are you already working around us? And how do we partner with you and join you in that?
0: So I I think when we do these kind of Sundays, uh, our prayer is that you are, (coughs) I'm so sorry. I swallowed wrong. It happens when you get old. Um, You should have a
2: lot of practice at 59. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Pray for me, Papa.
0: Lord, moved Bobby on to a really inner-city church with no money whatsoever. And, okay. Um, I think when we give, I believe the Lord described the church as his vehicle. Hmm. Of all the things that Jesus could have used to enlarge and move his kingdom forward, of all the things yeah. he could have picked, if I were the Lord, I would have never picked us. I wouldn't pick me. I know that, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not nearly as faithful as so many of you. I'm, I'm not nearly as gracious as so many of you. But I do know this, that this church, along with many other good churches in our community, the, the goal is, Lord, we wanna be found faithful that we used everything we had to reach as many as we could so that more children, more students, more adults could come to know that jesus is the way the truth and the life and i think about that and i think you know god doesn't need us Hmm. it's not as like the lord couldn't accomplish everything he wants to by a snap of a finger yeah or from a breath on this earth the the one who created the divine that created everything we have and has given us everything we have says i really want to invite you into my work and i've chosen the bride of Jesus, the church, to be how we do this. I've said this a hundred times, I'll say it a hundred more. Can you only imagine Jesus when he ascends into heaven and all of the angels coming around and say, Lord, that was awesome. Three days in that cold, dead tomb, and you walked out and you flicked the rock apart and you came to your disciples and you gave them peace And some 40 days later, you left and returned to sit by the right hand of the Father. Now, how is this gonna get done with all those people? And I imagine Jesus smiling at this point and saying, watch this. I'm gonna throw Pentecost down and Peter, the fisherman, he's gonna preach. Hmm. Thousands of people are gonna say yes to me. And it's gonna be the birth of a church that will outlast all eternity because when i return the next time i'm coming for my church now listen friend i know y'all have a hard time amening and getting exciting in a money sermon i get that so i want to say that one more time that the lord jesus is going to leave the throne of heaven and is going to come back to the place where he was born as a human and when he comes back he is not going to hold a revival service He is going to welcome His church. Amen. You know what? Stop clapping for a minute. Stop clapping for a minute. If we're going to clap, let's clap. I'm telling you, this is big stuff right here. Jesus, the Lord, said to you, "I'm coming back for you. You're the church. I'm coming back for you." Good. So. Bobby and I can be the first to attest to this is not a perfect church. Uh, just look at us. We're, we are so far from perfect. I mean, Bobby's closer than I am, but... If you could find the perfect church, you'd join it and mess it up. Because we're sinful men and women living in a sinful place. And when it comes to what is the Lord asking me to do, I'm asking you to take a look at that four and a half million we have in our debt remaining. I want you to imagine all of the mission and ministry this church could be a part of with almost $40,000 a month to use on mission and ministry, not interest and in principle. I'm asking if you would see in the, in the more, how could we plant more churches? <coughs> how could we pack more backpacks? How could we partner with more yeah. schools? <coughs> I'm so sorry. But I look at all this and I think to myself, we're asking you to do three things. November 4, will be here in the blink of an eye, and that's the day we're gonna ask you to make a commitment for three years to to help get rid of this debt. (coughs) Between now and then, we wanna ask you to take a look, and you can see it in our bulletin today. Just go ahead and hold it up, grab it, because I want you to see this. You may wanna put it on your uh, refrigerator this week. We wanna invite you to pray, to listen, and to obey. Okay, Chuck, I can do that. Now, did you notice that I didn't ask you to give a thing? What I ask you to do is would you pray, Lord, what would you have me and my family do to be a part of eliminating that debt? And then pray, Lord, I believe it's impossible for this church to do that apart from your goodness and your grace would you give us great wisdom? Second part is the hardest of the three, to stop for a moment and listen for the voice of God. What does he tell you to do? And you say, Chuck, (coughs) I have never, ever heard the word of God. I've never heard him speak to me. Uh, Then here's what I want to invite you to do. Find a moment, if it's 60 seconds, find a moment of solitude and quietude fill the space, won't it? Would you pray, would you listen, and would you obey? If the Lord says to you, don't give a dime, don't give a dime. If the Lord would say, I I don't, this is not my time, I can't give, okay.
2: One of the ways that we're inviting our church into this spiritual journey is to say what would happen if between now and all the way through thanksgiving we did what pastor chuck talked about and pray and listen one way to do that is through what we call the daily aha so if you don't know what that is just grab the sugar hill church app off of your devices app store and every single day there's a short devotional many of them are written by our own people within our church family they're they're phenomenal they're so so good but it's an opportunity to say between now and Thanksgiving every single day, I'm just going to carve out five minutes, six, 10 minutes and work through that daily aha devotional. And then also to couple that with the weekday podcast, again, just five minutes a day, a way to hear scripture, a way to respond to it so that when we get to November 4th, we've had time to pray, We've had time to listen and say, God, what's your heart in this? God, is this something you want me to do? And my prayer is, during your prayer time, God will make it crystal clear that if this is something God wants you to jump into, I pray that that would be obvious, even if it's stretching, to think, man, I don't know how I'm going to do it. We got some of those emails this week. I want to, but I don't know how to say, God, I'm going to listen, listen, listen. Between now, November 4th, listen, listen, listen. For leaders, between now and November 1st, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. And then on those days to say, I'm going to obey, I'm going to do whatever that is. I'm going to have the boldness to step out in faith. So the weekday
0: podcast,
2: the daily aha, and then this Thursday
0: evening, I want to invite you to be a part. Uh, Many of you know that around uh, Easter, we have a Monday Thursday online Lord's Supper service. Uh, We're going to take the same concept and have a prayer service. And uh, it's, uh, what, about 25 minutes? Yeah. And, and I just want to invite you. It'll, it'll run every half hour, beginning at six, just continually. And uh, I invite you, you and your family, if you're on the road, grab it on your phone or your device. But be a part of this online prayer time. It's led by our own Don Strong yeah. and the prayer team. That and those together. prayer team. And boy, Don's done an amazing work with our prayer team. Yeah. So let me wrap this up. I believe... And I don't, I don't think this is silliness. I really do believe when we are a people who choose to follow the goodness of God, we will be a gracious people
2: and we'll be a generous people. Yeah. I've never regretted, heard anybody say, yeah. man, I wish I'd been less generous. Yeah. But I have heard them say, man, I wish I'd given more. Man, I wish i would given more.
0: I don't want us to look back 10 years from now and say, I wish we would have. Jesus, in the temple, he saw these wealthy guys as they came up and there was a huge thing about the size of this table, of big it was metal, and they would drop their offering in it where you could hear it. And they were so proud of how big it was. And then Jesus sees this woman, kind of elderly, making her slow way, down to give her offering and when she drops it in, there's no sound nothing jesus brought all of his disciples together and he had this moment to teach them and he says guys i want you to look at her that's what the kingdom of god looks like she did everything she could with what she had let's be faithful yeah let's be generous live our life in gratitude and let us leave this church for the next generation to never stop doing good and never grow weary in it please pray listen and obey Father thank you Lord thank you for folks patient in the length of this service today and thank you for Richard and, and his willingness to be here with he and Wendy and thank you for my friend Bobby and all that you've done in here God I pray when we leave we don't think about money we think about you and that we want to speak to you we want to climb up in your lap so we can listen to you and Lord give us the courage to obey not a dime more not a dime less that we would be encouraged to do all that you've called us to in the name of Jesus our Lord we pray amen so on this day as you leave on this day Bobby as we talk about money our offering Oh, we gotta do that! To I wanted place. to send them out, man. Offering, I'd so mess it up every week. We have to take them an offering. I'm sorry, y'all. Come on. What in the world? You know they didn't tell. Well, they did tell me up there, didn't I? Didn't look. I yeah. hate it when I do this. Yeah. It's like three weeks in a row.
2: It is so amazing what happens when we give. I dead. know. Considering that I just preached on that, I forgot all about the offering. <laughs> That's funny. It's crazy. That's, it never happens to any other church, right?
0: <laughs> Let's pray. Maybe God, would you cause us to multiply these offerings in the basket in the bank for Your glory and for Your kingdom? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. So while these folks are passing baskets, we're gonna have a good time in Man Church tonight. It's gonna to be great. Five o'clock on the backside of the building, what yeah. we call the underground. Yeah, yeah. Our last month was one of the best we ever had. We're so. gonna
0: talk a lot about uh, how to conquer anxiety. How great is that, right? I don't know any. I don't know anybody that doesn't have that stress in their life, trying to conquer anxiety hey guys one thing i want to remind you again this thursday night uh it'll run continuously beginning at six uh and it's a very cool online experience to be a part of our prayer gathering lord thank you for these extraordinary people god bless you go in peace